Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. I don't, uh, I don't own one because I have two kids, so yeah, go. I got those instead. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, equal, what... equally, uh, equally high maintenance. And I you think, also live children. in three feet of snow. Yeah, like we have a guy at the end of the street who has a 2000, I think it's a 2019 or a 2020 Corvette, and the thing is, it's beautiful. I kind of like the old ones myself, like this, this, you know, 58, 62, 68. The, the old Coke bottle shape, stingrays, yeah. right? Th those ones I like. This new one, God, I bet you the thing has got to be 300,000 bucks. And I mean, if you've ever driven in uh, my country, you need a four by four truck. And this guy is like this far off the ground. You're like, what are you doing? And there's can, one, there's probably just one month out of the year that you can drive the car with the top down. Huh? And then the maybe, rest, maybe. No, well, it, it's more like four <laughs> or five months. But still, like that's that those people with more money than brains. Like I would love to own a Corvette, but I would prefer to live like maybe in Nevada or someplace where A, I could drive it year round and B, the roads are nice. You know, I, I don't, we, we see them all the time. These people have got these brand new Teslas and they're like this far off the ground. You're like, man, I'm in my four by four truck hitting potholes going, thank God I'm in a truck. Right? Yeah, you like, eviscerate that car at every major pothole. There was a guy in the parking lot of the grocery store here because we've got these huge over-exaggerated speed bumps. His car was stuck on it, stuck oh, on it. No. And, I, and I just laughed. I got out and he goes, oh, can you believe this? I said, yes. He goes, what? And I said, you have more money than brains. I said, that's what that is. He goes, you going to help me? And I said, no. Nope. <laughs> I said you deserve to be right fucking here. Those are life fucking, decisions, buddy. I said you're a fucking dummy. This is a beautiful fucking car, and you're driving it here, and you're driving it through the parking lot, and you thought you could get over the speed bump. There's something wrong with you. I said yeah. it needs to sit here for a while. Not all the monkeys make it in the forest, man. Those, those right, are, uh, right, right. We have, we have to bring back natural selection. 
It, it, Seriously. It, 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 it's teetering on apparently some pothole up in your right. part of the woods. Right? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We were bringing back natural selection up here in Canada with the vaccines when they were like, oh, okay, you don't have to get a vaccine. It's okay. Some people aren't going to make it through this. Don't you wish I had his radio voice instead of my like Papa Smurf voice that I've got going? No, because it makes me sound way better. <laughs> You're sexy. Yeah. Sexy, so, sexy, uh, listen, I have a, uh, I'm a big fan of the old Corvettes also. So I have a 69 Corvette. Okay, nice. And then because, um, because that car, it just isn't convenient. That's a driver's car. It's a, yeah. you know, a daily driver. I recently bought a new Corvette, like the one you just described. Oh yeah. Um, they're, they're two completely different experiences. So the, the new Corvette, I tell everybody feels like it could kill me. But the old Corvette feels like it wants to kill me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's to get me. Uh, I know. I, I love is it. I love the old carburetor sound. Like now, yeah. nowadays they can simulate it. It's just not the same. That roady. You're like, oh, oh, that means trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and this thing, you get out of it and you smell like a dinosaur died. And yeah. You it's just the hey. fuel. It's uh, it's wonderful. My so, my first car was a 1970 and a half Pontiac Firebird. They brought they, they halfway through the year they recalled them and put them back out with the bigger engines, uh -huh. right? Yeah. So it had the 350 big block holly carb double pumper 400 turbo tranny. Man. And, and at the time that I owned it, everybody was driving those five liter Mustangs. You remember those things? They put the 305 yeah. on like a hundred hundred pound body. And the thing would just take off, right? Why? And I used to walk away from those cars, and I wouldn't even get it out of second gear. Like I was like, wow. I was like, what you have is fast. What I have is called muscle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. I got caught doing uh, 198 in a hundred zone, and oh uh, it was and two in the morning. Oh. You can do a hundred in the new cars. And sip a cup of coffee and answer a yeah. phone call on Bluetooth, whatever, multitask. I mean, not that it's safe, but you can. Yeah. In yeah. an old car, you go over 70, and man, you'd better be focusing on the on the road ahead. I was doing so, 198, and I had uh, I I was coming around the corner. It's the perimeter highway, right? So it's a highway that's it circles. He's going 15. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so I, I I got her. I got her at 100. I got her at 100 and she's low RPMs in fifth gear, right? And there's nobody around. So I dump her into fucking fourth. I sidestep the clutch and I put my foot right to the floor and she takes off like she was standing still. Just blah. Oh my God. Soon, soon as the RPMs got almost at five, I dipped her down into five and sidestep the clutch again and just, yeah. And it's going, my speedometer is pinned. Right. But I can feel it's still accelerating. It's still right. Going. I'm like, Woo -hoo! I wonder, and I'm just holding it down. And all of a sudden, the lights come on. I'm like, mother fuck, damn no. shit. No, no, no. Because it's like two in the morning, right? There's nobody on the highway. I was just oh, wanted to see. Feeling. So I get I get pulled over and the cop pulls up and he goes, what the hell were you doing? I said, I wanted to see how fast it could go. He goes, what? And I said, there's nobody out here. I said, it's dry. I wanted to see how fast she would go. I thought I was safe. I said, you got me. You caught me fair and square, sir. I said, so I guess I'll take my ticket and whatever else you're gonna, you know, you're gonna give to me. And he goes, Do you know I caught you doing 198? And I went, Whoo! <laughs> he goes, 
He goes, does your speedometer go to 198? I said, no, it stops at 160. I said, but I could feel it was still going. So she had a little more in her, right? Oh, my God. Cop goes back to the car, and I'm like, okay, so 98 over the speed limit. That's called imprudent driving in Canada, which is automatic three-month suspension. I'm probably looking at three, $4,000 in fines. Like, I hope he's at least... Yeah, like I hope he's at least letting me drive the car home so it doesn't get towed somewhere, right? Cop comes back and he goes, I'm going to hit you with a small charge because you were so honest with me. He hit me with an $800 fine. He didn't put in the speed so that I wouldn't lose my license. He goes, don't let me catch you out here again. It's like, never again. So, so then on my way home, I went down Highway 15 because <laughs> I was like, nah, they're never down here. And I pinned her again. Yeah. I bet you, I bet you I could get, I bet you she probably tap out at like 210, 215. That's incredible. Oh, oh yeah. You know what? He knows 210. Oh yeah? The number 210. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's yeah, from the 210 we, clan. Uh, he's a 210 clan. That goes way back. I, I don't think it's working for me though, because the last few times that 210 has popped up, I thought, oh my God, something special is going to happen. And nothing did. So... <laughs> Well, there's like uh I'm doubting it. You, you build uh, equity in in the accumulation of two tens. At some point, that's a polite way of saying be patient. The big one, baby. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. The lottery, baby. That's that's what happened. Remember, I I went in, I got gas, and I got my lottery tickets. And the girl says two hundred and ten dollars. I said, I'm sorry, what? She said two hundred and ten bucks. I said, wow, that's crazy right so i bought my tickets i called bruce i'm like holy fuck you wouldn't believe this i got like i don't even know how much gas was in it they just filled it up it was a random number and it came out to 210 dollars exactly the next time i go in i get lottery tickets i bought a couple of pops i you know like i had a whole bunch of stuff i had the kids with me gas the whole works and the girl rings it up she goes 210 dollars and i looked right at her like what the fuck right like this is crazy so then I came back and I cashed those tickets. I won uh, two $10 prizes. And the guy says, you won two tens. And I went, what? And I could yeah. feel, I could feel like, you know, like I, my heart sank. I was like, holy crap, 210. Then I won 200 on one ticket and I won 10 on another ticket. I was like, here we go. It's going to happen. Yeah. Nothing, man. Nothing. I, I, it's, it's God's way of fucking with me. I asked the Lord for more patience and he gives me more opportunity to be patient. He's fucked like that. Yeah. I'll tell you what, dude, if you're spending $210 at the gas station every time you go, you don't have good luck. Yeah, you're screwed. Right, right. That's, money. That's my oh, big yeah. truck. That's my big drive truck. drive a semi? No, no, no. Did you show him the picture of my big truck? No. Oh, I can't wait to see it though. I, I'm, I'm starting to feel the vibe. Oh yeah. Holy cow! What are you doing out there with that? And then, and then, let's see. Snow clearing. Oh yeah. Oh. So that's it's diesel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and then that's its buddy. Oh, Matthew. I love driving the that thing. It only gross. it does it does only thirty though. It only does thirty kilometers an hour. What's that? Like fifteen miles an hour or something? In that sucker and drop it into third gear. See what happens. <laughs> that's, that's all it does, man. I I got it all the way in fifth gear, and I got my foot to the floor, and you're like, you're just bouncing. Mm. And some Canadian Mountie comes by on his horse, okay. passing you. <laughs> yeah, a cow <laughs> walks past you. You're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, 
It's like, oh, can you drive it to my shop and clear my shop, Matt? I'm like, your shop is 30 kilometers away. Yeah. Like, it's going to take me three days to get there on this thing. <laughs> the petrol station will love you, though. Oh, uh, there she is. Yeah. Pauline has got a call. Hey, man, it's really nice meeting you. Really nice. Yeah. Take care. Rooting for Green Bay that the season uh, perks up a little bit. Kind of waiting for the end of the season myself. I'm kind of interested in uh, what's going to happen in the offseason, who stays, who goes, that sort of stuff. I know there are some optimists who are like, we can still do it. It's like, listen, we can't. (laughs) We can't. Let's let's. Let's get ready for next year. Next year is going to be exciting. It's going to be, you know, they're going to be new coaching and new teammates and it's, it's going to be, it'll be all right. I mean, yeah. you got to take the good with the bad, right? This is why winning the Super Bowl is so sweet is because you have years like this. Yeah. You win every year. You would, you would take it for granted. You become a Patriot. Good. You become a Patriot fan. And before you know it, you got to start sleeping with your sister. Yeah. Again. Again. <laughs> right. <laughs> Penis vagina, penis vagina. Matt, nice meeting you, brother. All right, buddy. Take care, man. Yeah, Good man. seeing you. Thank you. I am your doctor. Here's the prescription. Okay, from Dr. Deepak, hey guys, wanted to let you know that I won't be able to send in audio this week because I'm away with family. Here's my thoughts, if you'd like to use them as a reference. Jamar Chase, to be determined, lean towards playing. He won't be back at 100% pre-injury form, but uh, do plan to start him if you're active. Uh, His data predicts that he'll be in full production by week 13, week 14. Have you got it there on your phone? He emailed it to us. Here, I'll do the next one. Justin Fields, to be determined, Fields can play through this injury, but with his team losing, we expect him We expect him to rest their young superstar and not risk worsening his shoulder. Debo Samuel, to be determined, lean towards playing based on his practice progression. Dr. Deepak projects 90% of pre-injury productivity in playing. This one needs monitoring, however, because it's his second hamstring issue this season and therefore carries an elevated 20 to 25% re-injury risk. Yeah, well, Kyler Murray uh, lost his soapbox, so you should expect him to play this week in Week 12. QBs don't see much performance dip when returning from moderate hamstring issues, so expect Murray to be near full strength by this week. Joe Mixon out week 12, but likely to be cleared for week 13. Running backs return with full productivity after concussions. Mr. Mike Williams, who goose-egged me last week. Uh, You're giving me two and a half points. Re-aggravated that ankle sprain, averaged three additional weeks out, but also causing lingering performance dips, lasting up to two weeks post-return. Williams has an outside chance to return in week 13, but more likely it'll be week 13 or 14. Josh Jacobs, week 12, status to be determined, lead towards playing, but keep a close eye on this one. Jacobs' cash injury, calf injury, his cash injury. Oh, cash that's terrible. Injury. Oh, that's a right terrible. In the, right in the wallet, right in the wallet. Those are the worst. <laughs> I've been Jacob- doing it for 45 days. <laughs> right? Jacobs' calf injury is likely minor, but late week additions 
to the uh, injury report have a relatively high rate of causing some missed games. Leonardo Fournette. Hip joiners are painful. Never had a hip pointer or a joiner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but structurally stable. Expect a return in week 13 with no performance dip whatsoever. Put them in your lineups. Gus Edwards. Expect uh, Gus Edwards to play week 12. Running backs returning from hamstring injuries play at 90% of pre-injury production levels. I hate hamstring injuries. I completely stay away from them in fantasy, man. I can't do that. Jerry Judy. Mr. 0.00 on your fantasy. If you've got him, he produces nothing. (laughs) Look who's throwing to him. Mr. Unlimited. Oh, yeah. Let's ride. Well, his high ankle sprain averaged four weeks for wide receivers, and Judy's now at two, so he'll return in week 13, but wouldn't be eager to reinsert him in your lineups or reinsert him anywhere except your anus. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder if just before sex, Wilson looks at Sierra and he says, Let's ride! Oh. Kadarius Tony, moderate hamstring, re-aggravations average two to three weeks out for wide receivers. Tony has an outside chance to return for week 13, but would be doing so, it would be with a significantly elevated re-injury risk. It would therefore not be surprising if they decide to take it slowly and bring him back week 14. This sounds very doctorish, and instead of Kadarius Tony, I think you said Kadarius Stony at the beginning. It sounded great. I'm a little Stony. Yeah. Allen Robinson, low ankle sprains don't generally cause many missed games on negative performance impacts for wide receivers. Expect Robinson to be active, playing at near full production to shit the bed again. Rondell Moore, moderate. moderate... (laughs) Doctor says two more operations, I'll be fine. Rondell Moore, moderate severity, groin strains, average two to four weeks for wide receivers. This is Moore's second game missed. He'll most likely return week 13 or week 14. Von Miller, expect Miller to miss one to two weeks while resting and testing out his injured knee. He'll have a reasonable chance to delay surgery until the offseason, but more commonly would need it sooner. If he does undergo surgery, there are two main options. Trimming, trimming, ah, manscaped versus repair of his tear. Average return from a trimming would be four weeks, make sure and use a guard, with two being the earliest possible. Repair should shut him down for the rest of the season, so don't expect Von Miller back this year. Case Young, expect Young to play week 12. Defensive players average 85% production at year one post ACL. However, based on his age, high draft stock, and exception pre-injury athletic matrix, the SMA algorithm, (laughs) Jesus, don't, 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 don't use Chase Young. And uh, Romeo Dobbs, is he returning? Questionable for this week. You know what? I I don't think they're going to play him this week. But then again, Sammy Watkins has been moved down to number four on the depth chart. We might see him. It sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah, just because of the way that uh, Sammy Watkins is being um, uh, treated. And uh, rightfully so, the guy has, uh, I mean, terrible. And this is another, you know, uh, I was looking at all of the draft picks that uh, Brian Gutenkus, Gutenhurst, Guten. Guten There you go. That's a good. One. I uh, I was looking at it, and you know, his draft picks are a lot like a 
like a like a guy with a huge harem. There's a yeah. lot of misses, a lot of misses, right? A lot of misses. So I keep thinking back to what Papa G was saying. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy who was in the locker rooms. This is a guy who was on the practice squads. This is a guy who was on the taxi squads. He, this is the guy that knows the stuff. And he says, you know, if it's like this, it comes to, from the top down. Maybe Goot is not the guy. There's a lot of these guys that we seem to be just missing on, missing, 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 missing on. Oh, yeah. we tried to get this. We tried to get that. We offered a second round pick and uh, we didn't get him. Uh, we offered this. We offered that. Maybe Goot isn't the guy. I was thinking about that too, because he's trying to be Ted Thompson. And then he kind of veered away from that a little bit. Right. And I know our scouts are really good, right? Like that's, that's the one thing our scouting department is fantastic, but the head of that seems, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Cause that's probably, that might be the hardest job on a football team, right? Is the GM job. Putting a team you know, together. I thought to myself, okay, without looking, without looking and don't, don't Google this. I'm watching you. Don't Google it. Without looking, how many, how many, what is his percentage on hitting and missing in the draft? What do you think his percentage? I'd say it's probably 45%. 34 and a half. Is that what it is? 34 and a half. But is that throughout the entire? That's the whole draft. Well, he's, you know, when you get a zero in the third round every single year. So you draft 10 players, three of them will play. Seven, you're throwing away. So why are we keeping a lot of these draft picks if you only hit on three, right? Like, why did we not get that young Chase Claypool? Why didn't we get – I'm pissed about that. He went to Chicago for a second rounder. We couldn't give him a second and a fourth. We couldn't give him a second and Amari Rodgers. We couldn't give him a second and a bucket of footballs. We couldn't give him a – I mean, seriously. There was nothing. Amari Rodgers, right? Yeah, think yeah. About all that stuff, like there's things there that, that oh, it's a little bit frustrating, man. But you know, I I think your frustration goes along with mine that we've seen rebuilds with this team and they're quick, right? It's like a one year rebuild for us that we've done twice. Well, when you've you know, got a Hall of Fame quarterback, it really helps. Well, but we still do have a Hall of Fame because, quarterback because we were rebuilding from uh, 1963 until about uh, 91. Yeah, but I think having the Hall of Fame quarterback in the room, because obviously Brett Favre, as much as there was a lot of animosity now, you know, lately Aaron Rodgers has talked about how he did just even looking at him and emulating him. Now, wait, 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 here's a great question for you. Here's a great question for you. Put aside the whole what's happening with the welfare, him stealing and all of that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We still don't know what's up with that. There's still a lot of question marks about that. It doesn't look good but we still don't know what's going on. Okay. I'm of the frame of mind of if Brett Favre is too dumb of a hillbilly to have something that, you know, devious planned. I think that he's just unfortunately a patsy. Anyway, right now, if we were playing Philadelphia right now and Mm -hmm. you've got Brett Favre at what's Rogers 38, Mm -hmm. Brett Favre at 38, Rogers at 38 in this position right now, who's your quarterback? Who are you taking? Oh, it's Brett Favre, dude. 100% it is, and why is that? Because he's not going to go down without a fight, dude. He's going to fucking sling it. Yeah, He's going to sling it. And he would use the run game. He would – when we got him on green, I remember he yep. was on TV going, we've got a running back, we've got a run game. Because he loved having to hand it off to yeah, Dorsey Levin. He asked for Marshawn Lynch when Marshawn yeah. Lynch 
became a free agent and they didn't get him for him. So yeah, dude, this I'm looking at our team on PFF. Cause it's been a while, dude. Cause it's just, it's all been kind of the same, but I was like, okay, let's take a peek at this. Cause I haven't bored you with stats in a while. Yeah. Um, I pulled up our 12 personnel, which is what we're mainly playing in, right? Single back sets. Again, we're not using the pony package as much as we should the way that we wanted to, two back sets to play off of play action pass. And then, so I was looking at this dude, but I'm actually, um, there are no, like our highest graded player on offense is obviously who Aaron Jones. Gotta be. That's it. 87, right? This is the first time in the tenure of Rodgers as a player where there's no player on this team that's scoring elite overall grade for the season. So there is a lot of all across the board issues that we're having, but we match up well on offense against their defense in this sense. Okay. So remember they got in Dominic and Sue to try to stop the run. Right. And they're, they're very solid across the line, but um their right side between cox um who's like the older kind of gentleman right guard and reddick and when you start looking their guard position is real weak okay so solid on the edges weak on um the guard guard front and then their linebackers are also you know you've got white and I think we can exploit that right side of the line. Now, are we going to do that or not? A little bet joking around um, on Wednesday about whether they're going to pass first or run first. The only way we're going to be, be beat Philadelphia is playing the same way that we did against um, the Bills. Dallas. No, the against Bills. Dallas and the Bills, where we yeah. got under the corner, we got under the cor- the center, and we did the jet motion sweeps, and we used the Lafleur offense the way that it's supposed to. When you see the RPOs and from shotgun. Okay, that that's not the Lafleur offense. That's because the quarterback has an owie on his thumb, and now that owie has got us at four and seven. I mean, listen, I know everybody's going to go, "Hey, back back in the day, Brett Favre," and this is what I brought up: Brett Favre broke his thumb, and it was the end of his thumb too. Broke his thumb on his throwing hand and led the league in touchdowns that year. Everybody, oh, he was on painkillers. Well, no, he wasn't on painkillers during that time. But let me tell you something. He was winning games because he was leaning on the running game. So they didn't question whether or not he should be out there because we were winning. Well, I have kept Dylan in my lineup in the flex the last three weeks, expecting them to use him the way they should, right? And this is the only way that we can beat the Eagles because on the back yeah. end, they are fantastic. You're not going to pass on them. So it's not going to be in they're They're weak in the intermediate, just they're kind of like us. They're very weak in the intermediate area. So that's a Dobbs game, which is maybe why they've kind of switched things around. I do expect a lot of Dobbs this week if he's back because they have to exploit the middle of the field, some Tanyan again. Right. And then a couple shots to Watkins who seems like, or uh, Watson, who I am loving the fact that the timing, the throws, him catching up to it, him slowing down, he adjusts to the ball. And this is what we talked about pre, I remember talking about this with you pre-draft, right? The thing that I loved about Christian Watson was his adjustment in the air to the ball and that quick little kind of snap snap of the hands. And now you're adding into the fact that he doesn't have to run around. He just has to run straight. That's it. So he doesn't have any, 
He doesn't have any moves. You look at uh, Devontae Adams. Devontae's got a sugar shake at the beginning. He's got a stutter step. He's got a skip step. He does these great get-offs. Watson doesn't get off. He stomps on the gas. It just but blows your door down by the bigger corners that the Eagles have. That's my concern because they do have bigger corners. Well, they're going to try and get their hands on him. But the problem is, is try and get your hands on a Ferrari when it blows past you. Right? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not going to happen. There's going to be a lot of PI calls. I can tell you that. There's going to be a lot of PI calls. And it'll oh. be in Philly. So you know that there'll be a lot of Duracell batteries being thrown from the fucking stands. Well, and let's hope that that happens in the end that for the first time this year, you've got a pretty decently called game from the refs that have just been shit in the bed across the oh, entire league, man. I it's mean, did you see that Minnesota New England terrible, game? Like terrible. Just, just God awful. Yeah. God awful. New England won that game. New mm. England won that game. And they got robbed because of a handful of referees that yeah. are just the three blind mice. You know, yeah, these guys couldn't find their ass with both fucking hands. You can clearly see we have the replay. If there is a second guess, I don't know why they don't do this. And we watched a couple of officials. They did this one time. One time it was in a Green Bay game. Another time it was on Monday night. But then when, when there was a question on whether or not it got in, the first thing they did was is they said, you know what? We're going to call it a touchdown because all of them are automatically reviewed. And if we're wrong, they'll, they'll turn it off. They'll say, oh, nope, sorry, guys. Instead, they're like, nope, not a touchdown. I don't understand. Now you've got to wait for the review. for, And then the referee gets to make the decision. They should be, if, it, if it's anything close, they should call it a touchdown and have New York do the review. Then it's a third party biased. It's not this ref who is listening to, you know, you know, Johnny bag of donuts, Joey bag of donuts in the first row yelling, ah, I know where your sister lives. Ah, come on, call it in. Right. Like you don't have to hear any of that. They, they should be using the replay to their advantage. And what's happening is, is they're not, they're using it to their disadvantage because now they're saying it's not a touchdown. Now we need irrefutable evidence yeah video evidence yep that it did happen and that we were wrong and when it's kind of second guessing they go well the call in the field stands call it a touchdown and let's go to the review yeah exactly i think as i think as fans we can live with the review as long as it's not these blind mice that are out there going oh no no clearly it's terrible is everybody on tv sees it Every in the stadium on the Jumbotron sees it, and they still get it wrong. Well, you know what the best is, is when they call a guy out of bounds who's running free along the sideline. And so they go, no, he's out of bounds here, and they stop the play. And then they go back over, and it's like, oh, no, he wasn't out of bounds. So you just took a touchdown away from the guy. Yep. My name is My name is My name is Peebles JJ Leahy Colton Moore Ella You and I Doran Stortigan Melissa Cheese Foot Alex Brown TJ Wills Coach Juan Andrew Fox Kelly Bruner Matt Eric Kristen Chris Reed Amy Chris McLeod Eric Younger Bales of Hay Carlo Jeb Jeremy Rex Aaron Ellis Josh Randy McGray Kimmy Fader Kirby D Frog here Mick Stevenson Luke Song No The Macho Man Randy Savage Mickey Mouse Matt Ramon Kelly Matt Stevenson Matt Kuhneman Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Packers Without Borders with Bruce and Matt. Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts.
Also, you can find our merch on PackersWithoutBorders.MyShopify.com and TeePublic if you want cups, mugs, and those types of things. You can also visit us on Patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders and give us some money. And AudibleTrial.com front slash Packers Without Borders. Give them a click. Check them out. Try that 30-day free trial with them and enjoy your books. Peace and go Pack Go! Brussels in Belgium. Central Illinois. LA, California. Nova Scotia. Las Vegas, Nevada. Northern Wisconsin. Sweden. Sheffield. We're in Michigan. Louisville, Kentucky. Seattle. Wichita, Kansas. From the UK. Chicago, Illinois. Granger, Indiana. From Melbourne, Australia. Omaha, Nebraska. Cincinnati. From Ohio. Nebraska. San Diego. From Willow Springs, Illinois. California. Nebraska. From Northern Michigan. Austin, Texas. California. LA, California. Turkey. Kansas City. Indianapolis, Indiana. Southern Cali. You are listening to Packers Without Borders. Borders, the finest podcast in all the land. People move into this groove up through the night. Take a flight to Paris, to a show, watch the glow in the spotlight. All right, so here you go. Are you ready? Okay. I'm going to give you three prop bets, and you're going to tell me what you're going to take. All right? Okay, okay. This, this is an extension of Wager Wednesday, but it's just, I found these little prop bets interesting because it's going to be very telling. Okay, so over under 55.5 rushing yards for Aaron Jones over okay yeah they have to lean on it right like the eagles are allowing 122 rushing yards per game so i hope we hit that number and then all right 19.5 over under in points 19.5 for who for just green bay the packers man we have to go over we ain't winning we have to go over we ain't winning Yep, we're there. Philly's giving eight, giving up eighteen point three points per game. The Packers been held under twenty points in six games this season. Yeah. All right. right. Oh, but we should have Rodgers out there instead of Love. I'm just yeah, saying, they, man. Yeah. His thumb is clearly affecting the game. So, in that light, over under two hundred twenty three point five passing yards. Hopefully under. Hopefully under. And uh, we've been leaning on the running game. And so, therefore, it's under. Because with a broken thumb, I mean, come on, guys. Yes, he's made a couple of throws. Yes, he's made a couple of passes here and there. But how many more have we seen that get skipped, thrown behind, thrown too high, thrown in front of, thrown the wrong way? His deep ball hasn't been good. You can't throw on the Eagles. 178 yards per game, second best in the league. So, those are the three things. But, again, we're going to have to go back. Are we going to play disciplined football? The turnover battle, and are we going to run the ball? Those three things will help us either stay in the game, keep it close, possibly win. Because I don't think there's going to be some sort of magical blowout at this point. I don't believe that anymore. I think Jalen Hurts goes out there and fumbles the ball three times, or he gives us three turnovers himself. Jalen Hurts. And we, and we get nine gets, points. And we and get a blocked yeah, field we, goal. Yeah, we get two blocked field goals that can return for touchdowns. And Amari Rodgers gets re-signed to the team. How do you let a guy – I don't get it. I don't get it myself. How do you let a guy fumble, 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 and then you're like, no, he's our guy. How do you let that guy I, – I know he was a high draft pick. I get it. But And then as a wide receiver, he looks so much better. So why aren't we just using Nixon and keeping Amari Rogers as a wide receiver? They just said to Howell that the Amari Rogers experiment is over. This is kind of why I'm leaning back on what Papa G's goot 
You know, if fucking Amari Rogers goes out there and starts putting up a thousand yards a fucking season with the Texans and, and everybody else. Yep. We got to start looking over at Goot and think to ourselves, maybe, maybe this isn't the guy. So what's your prediction, buddy? What are you thinking is going to happen in this game? Because 28-10. Packers. Like you feel, yeah, you've been inkling that way. I, we have to, or the season is over. Let's be serious. We have to win out or this thing is done. Absolutely. Period. All the teams, remember we talked about the teams that we were rooting for, and I know those have won. The Giants and Cowboys are going. Yeah. Tampa's going. Okay. Giants and Cowboys are going. Tampa's going. Seattle's going. Vikings are going. Guys, if we don't have 10 wins, we ain't going. That's right. That's it. Because Washington looks like they might squeak out and get in there. I've got 28-24 Packers. And San Francisco, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're in a little bit of trouble. We've got to we – have, we have to just win out. That's all there is to it. We have to win out. And our problem – my problem with winning out right now is, is that it's too many games for us to win in a row mm-hmm. before we get into the playoffs. You always kind of want to lose a game before the playoffs because then the guys get that taste of losing in their mouths. But yeah, maybe they've, they've got, got a taste of losing may, in their yeah, mouths. Maybe, right? But even Aaron Jones is coming out and starting to say, listen, we've got to use the run game. We know exactly. Put it on our shoulders, this and that. So there's been a lot of players calling out other players. Rodgers out there. Got to be making sure that the guy's making so many mental errors and mistakes don't get reps. Well, that's you right now, Rodgers. That's you, buddy. Hey, hey, Rodgers. Hello. Hi. It's the kettle. Hi. You're black. Hi. Right? And then you've got, you know, uh, uh, Mercedes Lewis. There's two playbooks out there. You got Gray, who's making comments about Joe Barry. You've got, you know, Jair making comments about Joe Barry. Devondre Campbell making comments about Jordan Love. The the list is starting to get long. And they're starting to have a, a detrimental effect to this locker room. Right? Yeah, dude. I mean... <laughs> I just, I feel the same way you do, buddy. I don't feel that it's going to get to that point. I mean, but this is put up or shut up week, right? We need to win out and we're going to get this done, man. What do you think is going to fix this team next year other than a wide receiver? Uh, There's a lot more that uh, needs to be replaced. Uh, I think a couple of coaches, I think a couple of offensive, I think the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, I think uh, a couple of players on defense, including uh, another nose tackle. I think a couple of old linemen, a wide receiver, uh, a fullback. What? Bring back the fullback, right? Bring back the fullback. Obviously, a right guard. I mean, right now we're using Runyon in there, but you know, Newhouse, Newman, whatever his name is, is huge disappointment. Another swing and a miss by Good. It looks like. Well, so here's because of that, I started thinking about this free agents for 2023, right? So let's bring in some sort of experienced veteran that we can do. So Paris Campbell for the Indianapolis Colts is available next year. Paris Campbell is, remember, he's a second round pick out of Ohio State. Not too bad. And then um, with Rashawn Gary and what's going on with Preston, maybe an edge and Samson. Well, we just picked up a, a linebacker from the Rams. We just picked right. up a linebacker from the Rams, and this guy's not too bad. You no. can place him out there on that edge and just send him in for rushes. Sure, you could all day long. Mike Hollins from the from the Raiders. You know, yeah. um, he's been underwhelming, but I think he is a good little pickup that I saw in here. 
And I like that on this list for the Packers, they put Mike White QB for the New York Jets as a yeah. free agent. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, but just the wide receivers, I think bringing in – we've drafted wide receivers already. I think bringing in some sort of veteran presence. Cause you look at Randall Cobb, you look at what's going on. So finding somebody kind of those – those middle of the road wide receivers, not necessarily a one, a, like a, a, a low end two that can possibly be a two, right? And let oh Christian no, we need a one. Need to develop. We need a one. We need a veteran one. We need a number one, a veteran one, so that Watson can be number two and Torre can be number three. We we gotta get a number one, and it's it can't be in the draft. We can't cheap out and go to the draft and get somebody in the third round and go there. You go look another another wide receiver. No, we gotta go get a number one. We went and got Sammy Watkins, and the wheels fell off that wagon weeks ago. Guy's terrible. Guys, I mean Sammy, it is what it is, buddy. It is what it is. And then we got to get a we got to get a number one, and we got to spend some money and get a number one. We got to. That's all there is to it. And who? It might be Devontae Adams because it looks like Derek Carr might be being traded to the Buccaneers. That would be insane, but I don't. I, I think Devontae Adams is going to be the face of the Raiders. I, I think that's what'll end up happening. But I do. Who? Would we trade for? Look, OBJ, dude, is going to go to a contender. We're not he's a contender. He's going to right Dallas. Now. Yeah. And that's going to be going to Dallas. Because they need defense. Players. Yeah. They don't need offense. They're fine on no. offense. They need defensive. Yeah. They're going to they be. They just need to get rid of Dak Prescott. That's all. It's like Amari Cooper and yeah. Zeke Elliott, who now the backup running back in Pollard is now the starting running back. And there's $180 million that they paid there over the last four years. Just fucking. Yeah. It's what happens when. The owner knows oil and not football. <laughs> well, and he doesn't give up the reins, man. And that's good for us because we beat him and I'm good to go. So I've got everybody. It's all quiet on the front over here, the he's, home front over here. Which he's got to he's got to let go. He's got to let go. He's got to let the guys that he hired do the job that they're supposed to do. For the first year, it was like Mike McCarthy, before he answered every question, would turn and look at Jerry like, can I answer this one? Now it looks like Mike is getting a little bit more free reign and we're starting to see that, especially in the play calling, we're starting to see that out there on the field. But I mean, locking and up Ezekiel Elliott, giving him a billion dollars and then not playing him, getting Dak Prescott, giving him a billion bucks when he is not the guy. He's I mean, not Cooper, the guy. Why did Cooper he Rush looked so much better. Cooper it is Rush what it looks is. so much better. And Cowboy fans agree with you. Like, all my buddies are like, dude, Dak's got to go. Dak's got to yeah. go. Now, you imagine they get rid of Zeke and Dak, and they'll have $100 bucks to spend in free agency. They could get everyone. And Dak is a very tradable commodity right now, right? Oh. Like, they could get a haul for him right now. Jacksonville, Tampa might because Derek Carr. Maybe Raiders pick up Dak, right? I mean, you know, uh, uh, Chargers seem to be happy. Bills are happy. Cleveland. I mean, you never know what's going to happen with uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, right? Well, he's coming back week 12, buddy. So, or his suspension ends week 12. All you got to do is pay 40 million bucks and you can do whatever you want. Crazy, dude. Just so ridiculous, man. I don't even want to touch that subject. That is one of the most irritating. Nobody wanted to touch it. That's why he had to pay 40 million bucks. I am excited about this week, dude. Um, I 
I'm going to – I don't know what jersey I'm going to go with this week because I've gone with Aaron Jones hoping, so I might have to go some reverse psychology on this, dude. I'm starting to run low on jerseys. I'm starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel because I keep putting away. I wear it. If they win, I continue to wear it. Last year, I used like four jerseys. This year, I've blown through seven jerseys already. I'm starting to look down the line going, holy moly. You might have to reach at the bottom of the laundry bin again and pull up the... I ordered another jersey just in case. (laughs) I ordered a Quay Walker. I was going to get myself a Quay Walker. What did you get? You got a Quay Walker jersey. Nice, yeah. dude. I'm still trying yeah. to decide from this class which jersey I'm going to get. I'm going to give it a year because jerseys are pretty permanent for me, man. I wonder if uh, me having Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones as my starting stack for fantasy has affected the football guys because I have terrible luck at fantasy. I mean, I, I lost last week by 0.46. 0.46. 120 to 120.16 to 120.52 or something. I oh, and here's the update. We haven't updated in a while, so let's go with the little update on the yeah, yeah, good, good stinking. All right, so this is our second terrible again, our second annual. Listen, listen, don't. Don't go there. It's, I'm wow. very sensitive about it. You're I'm terrible. The bottom of the it bed. doesn't matter who I can pick. They go out, and that the week that I start them is the week that they get injured. That's you that. have scored the least amount of points of yep. any team. Yes. Look at look at. I had the Giants defense who gave me zero points. Right. I mean, it, it doesn't matter who it is that I pick. Every single bloody week, they put up a zero or like my biggest score, right? Raymond from uh, Detroit, 5.5. I mean, I'm terrible at this. And the worst part is, is everybody goes, well, if you look at the schematic, you know, screw you. It has nothing to do with schematics. It has everything to do with the fact that I am cursed when it comes to fantasy football. The fantasy football gods do not like me at all. So as you can tell. Matthew is in 12th place. We'll work our way back up. And then we've got yeah. Brad Ayahuasca TDs. Yep, he's on the Ayahuasca. I'm three and eight. I'm three and eight, and I've lost the last three in a row. Okay. Then Brad is at three and eight, but he's won one. That's why he's one ahead of me right now. That and the fact that he scored more points. I mean, I don't even have the, the points against. I'm not even look at the points against. I'm in the top five of points against. It's normal. One, two. You've got. Let's see. That's more, but let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There are seven other people that have had more points scored against them than me. And you're still in last place. I'm still in debt. It doesn't matter if you score ten, I'll score nine point eight. It just—it's terrible. And then then our our uh, our resident. Super fan Carla is in 10th place. She's five and six. She just won last week. She had gone on a little cold streak there. She was doing well, but there's four people tied at five and six right now. Yep. So there's a four way tie for seventh place. That's with uh, uh, Colton Moore, Jeremy Retz and Mr. Wilson uh, up there. And then, and then you get to the Bruce sitting at six. This is where Bruce likes to sit. If for reference from last year, Bruce is like six or seven, five, six, and seven. That's his home base. He sits right in there just outside the top four. 
He's at six and five. And again, three-way tie for fourth strike. place. Ready to strike. Three, Cobra time. Three-way three tie for fourth place, all at six and five, right? Uh, Nick Shamrock, Team Brute, and of course, uh, Bruce. And then there's a two-way tie for second. And that's at seven and four. And that's uh, Packer Flyer and Pack Rats. And then Bodies Hit LaFleur at eight and three. DK is at eight and three. He's in uh, first place. He's won the uh, last four in a row. I am uh, I am uh, playing uh, Pac-Man Wilson. And uh, I mean, the, the weekend hasn't even started. I'm already down by 42 points. <laughs> so, yeah. And if we were to start the playoffs today, um, Matt would have a bye. <laughs> in the toilet bowl <laughs> right. to move on to the next round. But then uh, top six make the playoffs. So there's still, there's still some time and it's all lumped up. You could technically still win out and make the playoffs, buddy. I got Aaron Rodgers is putting up the big 13 points, right? I, I, the week that Christian Watson has three touchdowns, he's sitting on my bench because I'm an idiot. I, Last week, I had two players go out in the very first drive of their series. They didn't catch a ball or anything. They were completely out. So I get the 0.00, and I lose by 0.42. I mean, I, it's it's the, the well, fantasy football gods have cursed me. I was up five points with two minutes left on uh, last week on Monday night leading into the last two minutes and Josh Allen, that touchdown for six points plus yeah. the yards. I lost by like 1.65 points on that last touchdown. I was just, and I was up like 45 points and I, and I had Deandre Hopkins and he had his 17 points and I was pulling away and then fucking Josh Allen, Josh Allen me motherfucker. And I right. lost. It was terrible. Right. I had Kittle. I was up by five, and I had Kittle, and I was going against uh, uh, Travis Kelsey. And I thought, okay, you know what? As long as Kittle puts in a touchdown here, I should be good. If I only got points for every fucking block and every missed route that he ran, you know, I, I, I would have cashed right in. I would have cashed right in. Travis Kelsey, of course, goes completely off. A couple of touchdowns. Guy, you know, 600 yards. I don't know what he had. It, it was, Dude, I it was think enough he to, was a little bit upset that they were saying that uh, Waller and Andrews were the best tight end in the league. We, we all kind of know Kittle's just always injured, but it's always kind of between Waller, uh, Andrews, and, and Kelsey these last couple of years. And Kelsey kind of said, you know what? Fuck all y'all. I'm a yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The comments in the background, I mean, it wouldn't be a uh, Packers Without Borders uh, uh, podcast unless, of course, Bruce's wife is uh, yelling something in the background. It's, uh, <laughs> it goes hand in hand. It's like our uh, theme music in the background. <laughs> it's crazy. It's all good. Yeah, I'm trying to mute uh, the noise, but we do have a nice little crowd, which is good. That's always good. Right on. If you've got any questions for us for Mailbag Monday, you can find us at Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. Find us on Twitter at Borders Packers. Find us on Facebook and Instagram, Packers Without Borders and Packers Without Borders merch. Packers Without Borders at my.shopify.com to get your t-shirts. We are almost at that bye week. I got uh, the three orders that I had printed. I'm picking them up hopefully today, they said. So I will be driving over to get your shirts and get them in the mail Monday. Uh, the holidays kind of screwed stuff up for all of that, but 
looking forward to getting you guys your shirts and don't forget to order it. And if you want to throw us a little bit of cashola, like many of you do, very humbling, you can go to Packers, uh, patreon.com front slash Packers without borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. Silk